Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the From the Cine podcast with me, Jake. And me, Ollie. So we're without Dan again this week as he's no internet in his new house, but Ollie and I will take you through the talking points from yesterday's defeat in South Wales and we'll look ahead to Stoke on Wednesday as well. Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Jake. Had a bit of a mad week last last week or so. Yeah, tell me about it. But, um, I lost I lost everything that I owned in Jersey, but I made it home safe. Uh, been under house arrest for a week, but moving to Manchester in the next week or so. So very busy couple of weeks, but um, managed to watch the Swansea game yesterday on iFollow. I didn't. So. Yeah, not not a bad not a bad game. Good game to watch, to be fair, for any neutral. Yeah, first half sounded decent, um, but like I said, despite my best efforts, I couldn't yeah. find uh, a working VPN or anyone with a stream for it, which was annoying. But yeah, obviously very disappointing that we've lost. Um, but considering we've only won two games in the 21st century against Swansea and we've not won at their place since the 1960s. Um, it's not really a result that I was shocked by, to be honest. Yeah. It's a tough place to go as it is. They've not lost at home to any championship team in 2019. The only team that's beat them at home is Man City in the FA Cup. Yeah, and even that. Uh, and that was a lucky win mm. by, by all accounts with VAR and stuff. So it was always going to be a tough game. Um, and funny enough, I think it was exactly the same game as last season. I think it was a third game. Yeah, I think, it, away. I think it was, wasn't it? And it, it was a narrow defeat last season and a narrow defeat yesterday. But um, yeah, as I said, managed to watch the game. First half was one of the most controlled away performances I've seen from us um, since yeah, Neil came in. Alex Neil even said some something similar after the game, didn't he? That it's probably the best we've played away from home. Yeah, absolutely dictated the game. Tactics were spot on. Um, even with Malt going off, tactics were still spot on. And then right on half-time, conceded a goal, which is, they'll say it's a good goal, but it's terrible from us. And then obviously that changes it. Second half, they were much better. And we, we still deserved probably a draw from the game, but you can easily lose those type of games. Yeah, especially when they're going back and forth. Yeah. So I think obviously no, the killer blow a... for us was just conceding pretty much immediately from the kickoff after that penalty that brought us back into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean we've done that. It's um, we do that a lot, you know. Unless it just appears that we do that a lot, but we seem to. Well, it, I think it was in that in that bad run that we had at the start of last season. Uh, yeah, I think there was quite a few instances there where we'd we'd either take a lead or yeah. 
bring ourselves back into a game and yeah. within a few minutes we'd yeah, I think, be um, behind again or level. Yeah, Sheffield United away um, sticks out for me. I think I think DJ was it DJ or Robinson who just made it two two. I uh, think it was and, Robinson, but I'm yeah. not 100 percent certain. Yeah, and then they scored pretty much straight after. So yeah, and then I think the Reading game as well last season was similar. So that was just when you get yourself back in the game, you can't do that straight away. No, um, you need to tighten up. Yeah, even just stretch the ball for a minute. Just, um, it's like on FIFA, you know. I do it on FIFA all the time. I score and I can see straight away. Yeah, it's strange. It's I was, a... was going to say it's that FIFA cliche, isn't it? Comment, yeah. Commentators' cliche of um, you're always well not always but you're more often that you're most vulnerable after straight after you've scored a goal yeah um which despite saying that i think i I heard yesterday on the highlights it's the first time in about 30 games or so i think that we've scored first and and lost and lost the game um so despite obviously being vulnerable when we've scored we don't actually tend to lose games when we score first so but We need a bit of context because they brought Andre Ayo off the bench after 20 minutes uh, up against Joe Rafferty and then they got Borja Baston up front who was £15 million. Pounds. Yeah, I was going to say they were about £30 million pound combined them two, yeah. right? if not a bit so, more. Yeah, so it's just well, that's what you're up against every week at this level. Obviously on Wednesday, similar against Stoke. Yeah. So, yeah, well, but in- England World Cup goalkeeper in the in the starting eleven, you would imagine. Uh, Jack Butlin, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, but these type of games you're up against every week, so it's nothing new. But it would have been nice to obviously win the game or even just get a point because I think that's six away games in a row now we've lost. Obviously, going back to last season, which I'm not a big fan of. But I was just gonna say. <laughs> I read that this morning and the longer that goes on you start getting a bit concerned maybe but um, but yeah just just a game that could have gone all, any of three ways really and even their manager said we, he could have had no complaints if we'd have got something from the game yeah no I think yeah it's, for, for me it, it's just one of them just it is what it is. Move on, on to the next game. Yeah, sim- um, similar to the Millwall game, to be fair. It's just one of them, but... You can't I think it starts to become a problem when you're sort of 15, 20 games into a season and you may be still looking at games and saying that. I think that's when yeah, it starts yeah. to become an issue. But three games into the mm-hmm. season, we've still got plenty of opportunity to get get some momentum and some mm-hmm. wins on the board. And Well, you've got two home games now in, in a week, well, yeah. in, in, in the next few days, so... Um... In four days, isn't it? I think. Yeah, Wednesday, Saturday. So you'd want you'd want a win, wouldn't you? And maybe a draw. So to get a bit of momentum going, because obviously we had a good week with the Wigan game and Bradford, and then obviously started well yesterday. So still reasons to be positive. Yeah, and I think the the squad have come out and well, players from the squad have come out in um, during the summer and said you know the the standards that they set themselves are very high, and I'm sure. You can go through the media for every team in the league and you'll find something similar. But with seasoned pros like Paul Gallagher, Tom Clark, yeah. uh, David Nugent in there, who've all sort of been there, done that, got the T-shirt, so to speak, you'd like to think that there is a, mm. an, an element of truth to that. Yeah, I don't I don't believe there isn't. 
Um, no, exactly. I'm not. I'm not concerned at all, to be honest. Yeah, not yet. I think I'll. I'll say I'm. I'm not concerned at the moment. Mm. Like I said, if if we're sort of another five, ten games into the season and we're we're losing games like this, where we're coming on, yeah, afterwards and saying, well, it could have gone either way. Yeah, but I like. I like the game you know, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But I think if you look at Millwall away, very tough game on the first day, and then obviously Swansea away is a tough game, very tough game as well. So there'll be a lot easier away games than those two. Um, so yeah, just 270 minutes into the into the league season. <clears throat> so yeah, just yeah, I think like I said, them. for me at the moment, it's it is what it is. We move oh. on. Um, but yeah I think going into a bit more detail then uh, from yesterday's game obviously I've not had any to watch it seeing as I can't log into my iFollow account at the moment which happens on a regular basis Uh, (laughs) I've never had any problems with iFollow must be the only person in the world I think I've got maybe in the last three months I've got about five email threads with different people from iFollow asking them to reset my login Mm, strange. It just yeah, but, um, yeah, obviously watched the game. Not watched it back, but similar. Obviously the same lineup as the Wigan game, apart from Hughes for Rafferty, um, which was a bit of a surprise in itself because obviously you think you go into Swansea, a team who plays out, you're going to press them. So you'd expect maybe Barkey, Brown, Potts, one of those to start, or maybe two of those. But weren't we the same lineup as? Uh, Wigan game, pressed them really well. Was more of a four-three-three though, rather than DJ, um, sort of ten yards ahead. Yeah. Um, but DJ and Galley locked onto their number sixes in the first phase. They were playing four-two-three-one, stopped them playing out. Um, Malt was pressing whichever centre back was receiving, and then obviously Bowden and Maguire on the full back. So, and then we had Bauer in the air, who won pretty much everything in the first half. Uh, he's so, been a colossus so far this season, hasn't he? Yeah, so tactics were spot on really first half. Preston really high. Um, on I don't know if you use sofa score, but it's an app. You can see the average positions. and um, Both full-backs are really high. Average position over the halfway line. Galley was really high. And even um, Ben Pearson was not sort of 10 yards deeper like you'd expect. So played right on top of him. Won the ball in good areas and... Um, controlled the ball as I said before just dictated the game completely um, obviously got the goal which was nice finish from Rafferty took a bit of a deflection but can't take then, anything away from it really can you no but um, final third entries must have had 20 I think uh, we had 12 shots inside their box in the 90 minutes which is a lot Yeah. especially away from home at a team like Swansea uh, Billy Bowden had a really good chance Probably should have scored. Yeah, I saw that. Um, DJ had a good chance, um, and then he just he properly hooked it wide, <clears throat> yeah, yards wide as well. Snap, snatched at it really. Yeah, he's normally more composed than that. And then obviously had a few decent crossing opportunities. Fisher was very involved in the attacking side, which was positive. Um, and then. So you'd think, I think that that's what Fisher brings, though, isn't it? He's very. Yeah, I think he's un, he's underrated on that side of the game. He lacks a bit of quality in the final third, but he's he's always like sort of around there. And one yeah. thing I noticed was 
Uh, Bowden and Maguire were playing within the width of the 18-yard box, really. Um, and Fisher, even Pearson was sort of drifting out wide, linking up with Fisher. And it caused them a lot of problems. So might be something to look for, obviously, in the coming weeks. But yeah. um, Malt went off injured. Obviously, looks like a terrible injury. Hopefully, well, I say hopefully not too serious, but I'm fairly sure it's going to be. Yeah, we'll come on to that a bit more. Yeah. You? Obviously, come to but um, Andre Green came on. Uh, people were surprised that he came on, but it was basically he can press and um, Jaden Stockley can't. Simple as that. I think as well for those that were surprised, he's he played. Uh, was it in the bounce game against Salford? He played up front in the second half. Yeah, I, uh, I said at the time I thought that was more out of necessity, but maybe it wasn't. Um, I've got to say I was slightly surprised when he came on that Maguire didn't go up front, which would have seemed more natural than Green up front. But Yeah, it, you'd, it, you'd have thought so. But I have to say, since I've seen Maguire out on the left, mm. um, he has looked sharp. Yeah, he's, 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 he's looking good. He's um, Yeah, he's looking sharp and obviously won the penalty yesterday, which was, you can't really argue against penalty. No. Nope. Uh, got in, got into a lot of dangerous positions as well. So, and he had a good chance from a corner again, uh, like like Wigan last week. So, yeah, he's looking good, Maguire. Um, but now Green came on, carried on pressing, didn't really hold the ball, and then yeah, then... The, the few bits that I've seen of the the highlights, Green did look sort of like he was struggling a bit up top. Not yeah. really anyone in and around him. Yeah, so tactically that was a bit of a. Um, he looked a bit lost, to be yeah. honest. Um, and then that brings on to the end of the first half. Green lost the ball. Uh, Maguire was way out of position on the left. Yeah, you could see, uh, like I said, from the, from the bits of the highlights that I've seen, you could see how far behind the play Maguire was. And yeah. the ball went out onto his side. Yeah, he made like a last last ditch effort to try and sort of get up with play. Yeah, because of how because of how narrow we defend the box, we our back four sort of retreats into a fifteen yard line yeah. when the ball goes wide. We're very reliant on the wide on the wingers to follow the full backs. Yeah. When it when it doesn't happen, the full backs have basically got a free reign to put the ball in the box, which is what happened. And then it's obviously hard hard for a defender to follow an attacker's movements in the box. Good finish from the lad and then 1-1 at half-time, which is a massive blow, really. Right on the stroke as well, wasn't it? Yeah, there was obviously five minutes added on because of the mole injury and then I think it was 49th minute. Yeah, uh, they, they had a player went off with injury as well, didn't they? Yeah. Dyer. No, uh, no, it was Kalulu, I think. One of them, anyway. Yeah, started the game quite well, but... Um, yeah, one one half time, and then second half they changed completely. You'd expect Swansea to sort of keep passing the ball, but we pressed with so much uh, joy in the first half that they basically just popped the ball in behind our full backs, um, not even looking to win the first balls really, but just pick up seconds and get into our final third. Drag Bauer and Davis out into wide areas. Um, and then flood the box, which to be fair, they did really well. Something so, we struggled to do against Millwall. Yeah, um, but the difference was against Millwall, their full-backs were parked in just a full-back position. True, yeah. Uh, yesterday, we sort of focused on 
overloading central space with our attackers and getting Fisher mainly out wide. And that's where most of their joy came from, getting behind Fisher. Less so on the left because Repetit was a bit more uh, conservative, but Bauer was quite... Which you would expect to an extent. Yeah, I mean, we played... It's nothing different to last season, to be fair. Hughes sort of sticks in a bit deeper and then we play on the right a bit more. Um, but Bauer was not very comfortable going into wide areas. Uh, and another thing was Bowden and Maguire just can't really track back like Barky does, like Potts can probably do. So you'd expect um, on on Wednesday night maybe Barky to come back in a bit more. Yeah. Bit more defensive solidity. I wouldn't be surprised to see Maguire shove back up through the middle, Barky to come in and keep maybe, that out. Maybe, yeah. But Swansea got all their joy basically from uh, first of all our wingers not tracking back, and then when they tracked back, they were we got dragged into a deep shape, and it just left Green completely isolated, couldn't hold the ball up, and then they basically controlled the game from there. Um, and I thought Neil probably waited a bit too long to make his changes. I think it was probably 80th minute. Barkey yeah, I was going to say it was a double change, wasn't it? Barkey and Brown came on, had no yeah. time to affect the game. And we do this a lot when we're chasing the game. We sort of run out of ideas and just go a bit direct and play into their hands. Um, but saying all that, we definitely should have got something from the game. Um, but maybe Neil got it wrong second half, or maybe you've just got to give credit to Swansea. Um, sort of changed tactically at half time and got the better of us really simple as that in the I mean, it, half. it sounds to me more like Neil was not outdone but like you said Swansea changed it around at half time and we didn't really have an answer yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty much it um, I'm not sure why he didn't have an answer to be fair but because Neil's normally quite proactive in, in mm. what he does um, but yeah, just just one of them games. You're going to come up against good teams like Swansea. Obviously, Baston, two good finishes. Um, but it goes back to last season. Slightly different this uh, yesterday in the fact that they were sort of getting high. They were overloading out wide and then clipping little balls into the box rather than crossing from deep. But we, yeah. we just tend to struggle with any sort of aerial balls into the box, clearing first and second balls still. Uh, and I can't even blame Rudd, really, for any of the goals. It was more, <laughs> as much as I want to, it was more... Uh, I was going to say, that must be hard. It, it was midfield runners failing yeah. to track their runners and Bauer and Davis getting a bit confused. But to be fair, when you they were bold because they put sort of four, five, six players into the box and hard to defend against that. Yeah, no, it is. And I think we mentioned the first goal on the stroke of our time. With the fact that we become so compact when we're defending, you've obviously got the back. I mean, it's not great defending. I'm not trying to defend anyone for the first goal, but mm. you can cut the two centre backs a little bit of slack. They're on the back foot. They're moving backwards. Yeah, and, and against against the, yeah against attackers like Baston and like Ayu, they're very good. They're very good in the box. They're good mm. players. They're probably. Very good championship players in terms of movement and finishing. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll come up against much, much worse attacks and that. Um, so, that's that's tactically, that's pretty much how the game went. Yeah, I think talking about forwards, um, obviously, we're now um, 
looking a little bit short in that department. And from what we've been told, it was an area that Neil wanted to strengthen. And yeah. some would say, well, we brought Nugent in, but I don't really consider that as strengthening the attack, to be honest. The fact that he's still out injured says yeah. everything. I think we said at the time, didn't we, if Nugent was the only one, we'd be disappointed. If yeah. it was Nugent and another, then... Um, yeah, it's um, it's a massive blow. Yeah, and obviously with Louis' performance against Wigan last week, he looked really good, really sharp. Obviously got the goal. Yeah. Um, started well yesterday as well. Started well yesterday, and then he's obviously got this really bad what looks to be maybe knee ligament injury. Yeah, uh, his knee just completely. You know when there's no contact and you just go down, it's a serious one. You can tell yeah. straight away. Uh, well, so. A bit of a personal one, but my mum did her ACL and her PCL in February, I think it was, and she's only just started running again this week. Mm. So six months, six seven months, yeah, minimum before. Yeah, he's probably we'll be <laughs> lucky to see him before the end of the season. I suspect if it is, it might, as bad might, as, be one, might be one of them. Yeah, and I think Neil even. It was a bit defensive yesterday about the injury, saying it's just a complete one-off, nothing to do with training methods or right, over- so. overworking. But people will link it to sort yeah, of. Yeah, but I don't see how you can. Uh, if you watch, if you watch what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely nothing. Oh, sorry, there's no one around him at all. He, he well, stretches to try and bring a ball down, and his standing leg just completely. To be honest, away. to be honest, live, I thought he was going down for a penalty. Live, I thought there. It was a clip ball by Fisher. Yeah. It was in between the both centre-backs, I think, and I thought he got a little clip off one of them. But looking closer, his knee just gave way. Just completely um, went, didn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, what what can you do? It's just horrific look again. Mm. So, it wouldn't be as bad if we'd have signed a forward. And I'm not classing David Nugent as a signing, so... You've got, you've got. He's a mascot. He's a mascot who's sold a few shirts, and he's not going to play. So you've got Maguire up front. Who, I think I think he'll play. I don't think there's any question about that. But I can't I just see him think... starting games. I just can't see him affecting. No, but he, he will get on the pitch. But we've seen before with with players that Neil didn't necessarily want to sign. He just does not play them. Like if you look at yesterday. Um, exactly. Yes. That says it all about stuff. Yeah, the, uh, I think the Nugent thing's just a bit different though because he's come in, he'll know that fans will want to see him on the pitch. So, like you said, I, I, I agree with you. I can't see him starting games, but mm. I, I do think he'll get sort of 20, 10, 15 minutes here and there through the season. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to call him an option if that's if that's all he's going to be getting. But yeah, that's that's that. And then so you got Maguire who's looked better on the left, even though I do like him up front. And then you've got Stockley, who, yeah. Neil, who people need to just realise that Neil just does not rate because he's, he's no mo- got no mobility in any way, shape or form. Well, I mean, I went, I went to Bradford on Tuesday night and he, he just he doesn't affect a game in any way. Mm. Um, he, I mean, some people obviously have different views to me, but... I honestly don't see what he brings. He's never uh, I think, really I think, done anything during a game that's made me sit up and think, yeah, yeah all right, there's a player here. I think you know my feelings on Stockley as well. So, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, 
going back to when we first went on a game together, I was quite a fan of Stockley, if you will. But mm. I think the more that I've watched him, the the less I've yeah, the less I've seen the more sorry, the more I've seen anything not seen anything to make me think Yeah. He can come on and contribute something. Now yeah, obviously yeah. people point to his goals. Uh but they're all good goals finish. off the bench. He's a good finisher, but for me, I've 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 thought it since I first saw him. He just he he does not look like he suits the way Neil plays football, mm. and that's been shown by the limited starts he's got since he came, and especially yesterday when you've got a twenty-year-old winger coming on playing up front ahead of him. Yeah, um, which speaks volumes. But he might come in from the cold like Louis Malt did against Wigan. Yeah, you just never know. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think, and I and I hate to go over old ground again, but I think uh, what this malt injury does show is the absolute incompetence shown by the club in the mm, summer window. Yeah, it's. Um, you just you just knew it had come back to bite us. You, it looks yeah. like Andy Hughes has come back to bite us already with a left back. Yeah, and it now it's looking like the striker thing is going to come back. So. You're going prob- how many months? September, October, November. Four months now until, well, four and a half months until the window opens again. And Maguire and Stockley are the only real options up front, yeah. which is a League One, which is League One options, really. Um, Unless he looks at bringing in someone like Connor Simpson from the cold, who I know, but even then, you, you'd argue that's maybe even League Two. Well, he's never done anything at any level, so. Yeah. It's, I think unless, three goals unless, and 15 appearances for Carlisle last year in League Two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, unless, obviously, Barkey could be could be an option there. And then, obviously, Green yesterday. Yeah, that, I, that, I, don't, I don't think having two converted forwards no, is, is the answer. No, it's not. It's not. But that's what we've left ourselves with. Yeah. Uh, which is very disappointing. Um, so... Yeah. Just have to wait and see how things pan out, I guess. And... Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure what he's gonna actually do. Um I'm not sure Green's like a long term fix there, but he does fit the profile that Neil likes and we've gone over it time and again, mobile, quick, direct, yeah. athletic. But yesterday he just struggled to hold the ball. Um so we'll just have to see. But it's a bit of a mess now, the striker thing. Mm, just a bit. Just a bit, yeah. So but to be fair, we do score goals like as a as a team. We've always had players. Yeah, they're, they're very spread about, aren't they? They're yeah. Not, so... um, we, you know, we won't rely on. Although I suppose I think I've said it about Brown and Robinson last season that they contributed uh, a certain proportion. But even still, you know, you'd fancy maybe Bauer to get maybe three to seven goals or something like that this season from set pieces. Yeah. Um, I- I'd you'd you're looking at chip in with a few galley DJ. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect sort of Barky, Maguire, Green, Stockley to score five plus each, which and then Brown obviously can score goals. Galley, DJ will chip in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Bowden might do a few things. So there's goals spread around, but just the focal point is a bit of a concern now. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Definitely is. Um, right, let's call that part one, mate. Cool. cool.
Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. We're going to look ahead to the Stoke game on Wednesday now and a few extra bits. So, uh, Jake, I'm very excited about Stoke on Wednesday because it's my first game of the season. Obviously, being in Jersey um, and ruining my life last weekend, <laughs> it'd be good to get back to Deepdale for the first time in about three months. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to the uh, night games at Deepdale. Just, not only does it break up the week and give you something to look forward to, but it's, I don't know, there's my, my, more, my more fond memories of yeah. games are of night games. Me too, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's the same. And of course, the fact that I'm going to be sitting with you for the first time during a footy match, a live footy match. Well, we sat together at... Um... Bamber Bridge, but I don't think we can remember it, can we? So, yeah, I can't. I, we didn't really sit and watch the second half at all. No, no. Um, but yeah, but yes, that, be thanks fun. to the wonderful sky cameras coming yeah. in, setting up around my seat that I've had to move, which is a pain in the ass. But hey ho. Yeah. So yeah, um, buzzing for that. Quite a big game, obviously. Good. Well, they've not started the season well in terms of results, but um, I don't think they've really had a good run. Under Nathan Jones, to be honest, have they? Really? No, no, but obviously we'll come on to XG in a bit, but they have performed quite well. I really rate him as a coach and got a good squad, haven't he? So, yeah, um, I think f- for us, though, um, obviously our home form wasn't the greatest last season. Um, and it, it's going to be key this season if we want to have any hopes of doing anything um yeah. and obviously we've we've gotten off to a perfect start you could argue against Wigan um and to be honest I think I think this is one that we're more than capable of winning yeah of course uh, so yeah I think win win on Wednesday night two wins from two home games obviously yeah. it's two defeats on the road but it's you'd, you'd take that I think yeah, and funny, funny enough, like we said against the Swansea game, about the Swansea game, sorry, exactly the same time as last season. The Stoke game was pretty much the same as well. It, was this, it was this time last year, I think, according yeah, to the time hop. It, it was on Sky as well, and uh, 2-2 that day. So, um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting game tactically as well, because they play a diamond. So they either play three at the back with a diamond, Um and one up front, or they play four diamond two. So it'll be interesting to see how Neil goes about that because I know he likes tactical games like that. So yeah, do you play think it four. could be one that's maybe uh, similar to the Norwich game last season in terms of the way we sort of play? Maybe yeah, um, but Stoke are a bit more direct. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying in terms of the way Stoke are going to come at the game, but in terms of like so everything about it, it's, it's a night game at Deepdale. It's under the lights. You'd, you'd like to imagine on the back of a defeat that we're going to be up for it. They're yeah. a, a they're a fancied team, if you will. Yeah, yeah, but it's got all the makers of a good game. Um, I'd expect us to press, and obviously they're going to play a diamond, so they'll be very narrow. So we tend to do well against teams where we can um, exploit the fullbacks. Um, so I'd expect Barkey to probably come back in. Maybe pots or maybe green out wide. Does yeah. that see? But it goes back to it again. We got good options again. So it. Whatever, in, in, I think however, in certain areas we do. Yeah, um, in the midfield and out wide, we got flexibility. So however he wants to settle, he can. Um, 
And then I'd probably say I'd expect Maguire to start up front. Um, yeah, I'd be very it's... surprised if we if we do see Stockley coming in. Um, but then again, I don't think anyone would have called it for the Wigan game with Louis Malt coming in. So no, no, we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah, there's nothing to be too negative about from the players who played yesterday. Obviously, I think Bowden was disappointing defensively. Um, I, think, I, I think you I have to say, kind of um, expect that from him, though, because yeah, 100%. He's, he's such a flair player. Yeah, he's not He's not that type of player, is he? No. Which is why I was a bit surprised that he started in, in an away game like that. But um, it's, tough. it's tough to justify breaking up a... Yeah. A team that's just won three 0 though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But with obviously with the three games in the week, um, and the options, you'd expect maybe two free changes. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. I'd expect Barky to come back in though. Um, yeah, I think Barky will come back in, well, and I think maybe, like you said, maybe Brown and Potts as well. Maybe, maybe like one or two of those three. Uh, and obviously, it remains to be seen about Hughes. Didn't even make the bench. Mm, they're putting uh, it down to a tight hamstring. They're being very coy about that, which yeah. probably means he's out for about three months. So probably don't want it getting out that he's out injured <laughs> like it was last season when we put some on social media and Yeah, a little like from two, the Finier exclusive. Two days later. Yeah. But yeah, it, um looking forward to it. So that'll be uh, they'll bring a few night yeah. game. It's not not too far to travel. No, it'll be a good game. Um, yeah, no, same. I agree. I think it's like, like I said, it's one that I think we're we're more than capable of winning. Mm. Um, would you take a point, or would you be disappointed of a point? Um, as it stands right now, I think I'd I'd be disappointed with a point, but I wouldn't be surprised with a one-all draw. Mm. I know Nathan Jones has got a bit of a record for draws. Yeah, um, they barely lost a game. Um, I think they drew they lost like, like four or something like that. So much stupid, yeah. They drew like sixty percent of the games that he he took over last season. Crazy. Yeah, but um, I think what did we do? We beat them two 0 at their place. Was it two 0 or something? Uh, when when Jones yeah, it was last season. Yeah, Brown scored and Potts. someone else was it Potts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe you'll go with the same same uh, sort of setup. Because yeah. when he, when we perform well against a certain tactical setup, he likes to repeat that, and um, Stoke won't change how they play. So we'll just have to see. But it'd be nice to get a win, and then there's a bit less pressure on the Sheffield Wednesday game then. Yeah, and be another big end as well. You'd imagine. Yeah. Big day as well that on Saturday. So Bank holiday weekend. Yeah. So yeah. Good few days to look forward to. Yeah, exciting week of football, definitely. Um, cool. Right, let's let's go on to the final bit. Um, there's obviously been this XG table, if you will, doing the rounds on social media. Um, yeah, I've just seen it this morning for the first time. Obviously, well, three games into the season doesn't really mean much, but. No. Um, well, should we go over what XG is anyway? Just yeah, I was going to say for those that haven't listened to the previous 
pod, I can't remember which episode it was, where you went over what it is. Yeah, it's a while back. Don't actually know what it is, then yeah, if you want to give them a little rundown, well, more au okay with that than me. It's, it's, it's actually an XGD table, not really an, an XG, so to speak, but it's, it's sort of the expected amount of points based on your performances. So XG rates expected goals, which is... Um, it basically rates how many good chances you've created over the 90 minutes in a game. Um, so Preston's is XG of four over the three games, which is not that high. But if you look at the expected goals against, which is 2.5, uh, how many have we conceded? Four. So we've conceded more than we've sort of should have in an average situation, if you get what I mean. Um so the XG table has us in fifth at the moment. We should have won two games, so we should be on six points. So, um, and I think that reflects the performances because Millwall we actually played okay. First half was very positive. Yeah, I think we've 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 said that, haven't we? We've not been too sort of. No, I, I haven't anyway been too critical of the Millwall game. I know we were flat in the second half, but yeah. They, you know, we score a goal in the first half and it completely changes it. Uh, yeah, and then obviously we've blown Wigan away. And yesterday we played well. So that has us in fifth at the moment. Uh, incidentally, Stoke are fourth in that XG table as well. So yeah, and they haven't won a game yet this season, have they? No, I think, have they just drawn one and lost two? Yeah, I was going to say, I think they lost the first two and then they drew yesterday against Derby, I think, was it? Yeah, so... In terms of actual, this sort of looks at performances rather than results, which is, and to be fair, over a season, it usually correlates quite closely. Yeah, um, I think that that's the key thing. It's more of uh, an indicator, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. It's an indicator of how well you're playing. Because I think uh, start of the 2017-18 season, I'm not sure if you remember, but I think Wigan, um, Ipswich, sorry, won the first five games. Yeah. But I think that the XG, they were like third bottom uh, over that period. And I think they ended up finishing 18th or 19th. Um, so it does usually correlate quite well. So yeah. got, just if anyone's interested, it's got Leeds in first at the minute, Fulham in second, Brentford third. And you'd expect all them to be up and around there. Yeah, and then obviously Stoke fourth, we're fifth, Charlton uh, sixth, I think. Yeah. They're a bit of an outlier, aren't they? Uh, yeah. If you will. Um, well, the thing is about XG as well. It's it. If you get a penalty, you've got an XG of like 0.7 just from that, because you expect. I think the average a penalty is scored seven out of ten times. Um, so penalties skew it a bit, and I think Charlton have had three penalties already. Um, I know they definitely got one yesterday. They've had a penalty in every game, I think. And Huddersfield have had something similar as well, haven't they? Yeah, uh, they've. I think they've scored two, and maybe they've just scored two. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've scored but, two. But yeah, so in terms of the underlying numbers, which are important, we're we're doing okay. Uh, I've not even yeah. looked at the actual league table. I don't look at it until about five five. No, years. I haven't. I had a conversation with my dad last week after the Wigan game, and uh, he told me that we were uh, seventh or sixth or eighth or somewhere around that and I was just like well yeah, I'm not even going to bother looking like what's the point 
And just if you look at the other end, you've got Birmingham, Luton, Hull, Barnsley, bottom four, which... I think maybe... the one surprising one, if you were to go bottom five, is the fact that Bristol City are there. Yeah, um, but I think they they played Leeds, didn't they? And they got battered by Leeds. Yeah. So, um, it's just an interesting way. I know a lot of people seem to hate it because they say, they say oh, only results matter which is true but it's good to look a bit deeper sometimes yeah i don't think there's any harm in looking at the the numbers in terms of like we said to get an indicator and to get an idea of how things are progressing um yeah at the end of the day results are the only thing that matter but when you're three games into a season Mm. looking at this sort of stuff isn't it's not the end of the world i wouldn't say what I'd say as well how is how well we're performing versus the rest of the league. Yeah, what I'd say as well is last season, obviously, were we bottom after nine games? I think. Uh, yeah, nine or ten games we were but bottom. The XG had us in like eighth position in the league, um, and obviously until the injury crisis at the end, we were knocking about around eighth, weren't we? Yeah. So obviously, the XG table, like any table, doesn't really matter until sort of ten games in, but it's just. Just thought it's I'd point interesting, it out. Interesting, isn't it? I think. Yeah, just thought I'd point it out. So Wednesday night's a game between two teams that have performed well so far. So it has all the hallmarks of being a good game. Basically. Yeah. So if if you're in if you're in denial and you want to stay at home and watch it on Sky, then maybe try and get down to Deepdale if you can. Yeah. And support the boys. Um, but yeah, I think unless you've got anything else to say, mate, I think we're probably about done. Yeah, we'll keep it short and sweet today. Yeah, cool. Another lopsided pod. I think the first <laughs> half is a bit longer than the second half, but not the end of the world. No. Um, so, yeah. Nice one. I think we'll call that a pod. Um, cool. Thanks for listening to episode 12 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it and our thoughts and Ollie's tactical breakdown of the Swansea game uh, and all that sort of stuff. So... If you haven't, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Uh, If you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely grand. Um, A little bit of news. I've got something pretty much pending for meeting and recording with our first podcast guest. Um, So I'll put something out about that on social media during the week. Um, and yeah just keep up with us on social media if you're not already and cheers for listening so thanks Holly cool see you on Wednesday Jake yeah see you on Wednesday night mate a few beers nice one yeah nice one see you in a bit nice one see you in a bit